Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voison, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And I want to thank all of my listeners, as I do, Maggie, each time I come on the program. Uh, we have such faithful listeners, people that have been following me for years and years and years. I appreciate your support. Um, and today, joining us from Los Angeles, or I think I'm, am I calling Los Angeles? I think it is, right, Maggie? Yes, yes, you are. Okay, because it's a 310 area code, so I figured we were in L.A. Um, We're speaking with Maggie Moon, and Maggie is the author of a new book called The Mind Diet, a scientific approach to enhancing brain function and helping prevent Alzheimer's and dementia. And uh, obviously, all of our listeners out there are interested in this. We hear more and more in the media about what is happening uh, with the Alzheimer's and the, you know, just rise in Alzheimer's disease and dementia. But Maggie, I'm going to let my listeners know just a tad bit about you. Maggie is an MSRDN. She's a registered dietitian, nutritionist with expertise in health communication, enriching by a diverse background in letter and creative arts. She currently manages domestic international health companies, communications for a global $4.8 billion company with 7,800 employees promoting healthy foods from pistachios to pomegranates. Um, We're going to be speaking with her about her book as an educator. She's an adjunct lecturer at the Department of Health and Nutrition Sciences at Brooklyn College in the city of New York. In both undergraduate and graduate programs, she also developed and implemented nutritional curriculum for the New York City Public Schools. Um, Maggie, pleasure having you on the show. Pleasure having you take a few minutes of your time and actually speaking about uh, this particular diet. And I think it more than a diet, it's a way of life. I think anything that people do, they have to make it part of a way of life. And your Mind Diet program is based on the facts that the American population has this huge increase in Alzheimer's disease and dementia, and that our cognitive abilities are really diminishing. Um, Just how bad is the problem, and and what are the statistics? And give us a little bit of background about really what's going on. Sure, I can set the stage. Greg, thanks for having me and for your interest in this this topic. Really, it is really about a lifestyle, like you said. It's um, definitely for the long haul, and um, we know that some of the beginnings of Alzheimer's really start in your 30s. So um, it really is about a lifestyle for the long term. Um, when it comes to how bad it is in the current state, um, you know, my parents are in their 70s, and they're healthy and they're vibrant, and I'm so glad that they are, and I want to do everything I can to keep them that way. But, you know, they still worry about how aging is going to affect their memory and Nearly 40% of adults age 65 and older do have memory complaints. And by 2040, you know, more than one in every five people is going to be in this category. And today, just to give some quick statistics, Alzheimer's disease affects more than 5 million Americans. That's one in nine older adults. And that's actually expected to double by 2050. So by 2050, the projections are that someone will be developing Alzheimer's disease every 33 seconds, Um, and the hopeful part about that is that 2050 is a long way away, so we can definitely change those projections. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully so. I mean, you know, the the reality here is as people age um, and their cognitive skills diminish, 
Um, it's a challenge on the families, right? Because now they're straddled with the care um, of this. And it's something that can be prevented. So speak with our listeners about the brain and why our brain health is paramount to this quality of listening. You actually discuss it in the book um, at length. You've got a chapter devoted to it. You know, what's going on as people get Alzheimer's? What have they found out in the study? Sure. Um, well, you know, the brain, a lot of people think about it as when people think about getting older and having memory complaints, they think it's about forgetting where your keys are. Um, but it's really so much more than that. And it really affects the life and the quality of life um, very deeply and in many ways. They're, the, the brain is responsible for remembering events and experiences and um, your past, as well as the general knowledge that you have of names and dates. Um, they also It also affects how you're able to decipher what are different shapes, what are different objects, and what do they mean. So when you see a um, stop sign, what does that mean? And understanding what that means is something that is learned, and that's something that can deteriorate. Um, it can even affect your working memory, which is this temporary memory where you might need to remember a phone number just long enough to dial it or to do some quick math in your head, maybe as you're calculating tip at a restaurant. Um, so it really affects life from the smallest detail to the largest detail to even physical memory, things like how to parallel park or how to button a shirt, um, how to take a shower and in what order that you need to do those things. So um, these are examples of how when we get into dementia and Alzheimer's is the leading cause of, of dementia, that it really affects every part of life. And you're right, it's really hard for caregivers to see that and to take um, take a care of someone they love um, in that condition. Now, this this Mind Diet program, uh, it it's an acronym for Mediterranean Dash Diet. Uh, can you explain a bit about the origin of the diet and the medical findings from people who've kind of sh- shifted to this diet? I mean, this particular diet is uh, obviously not new, but um, it, it's certainly a diet that I, I don't think has been talked about very much in the media. No, and it really came to um, clarification in 2015 when two um, large studies came out in Alzheimer's and dementia, an academic journal. And so um, just to set the stage, it's capital M, capital I, capital N, capital D, and it stands for the Mediterranean and and DASH Intervention for Neurodegenerative Delay. And so that's the big acronym, but we'll just call it the MIND Diet from here on out. And um, so what the research found, it was population-based, so there were thousands and thousands and thousands of older adults participating. Um, It was through um, Rush University in Chicago. And what they found was that, you know, we already knew that the DASH diet was heart-healthy, and we already knew that the Mediterranean diet was heart-healthy, and these two diets have been studied so long that they began to look at um, some of the other systemic um, conditions like cognitive decline and Alzheimer's disease, and they saw that there was a small benefit, um, or a, actually a pretty decent benefit. And so um, what these researchers did with the MIND diet is they took uh, elements of those two diets and cherry-picked and optimized um, optimized it for brain health. 
And so what actually is the result is this diet that's um, based on these two solid foundations of heart-healthy diets uh, that is, it's actually simpler um, and uh, easier to follow and actually more effective when it comes to cutting the risk of Alzheimer's disease and brain health. And that's because it includes foods like, um, you know, leafy greens and and berries that are specifically found in the scientific literature to have a beneficial effect. And the overall effect of the MIND diet was that those who follow it most strictly, um, they keep their brain seven and a half years younger. That's just overall slowing down the regular age-related cognitive decline, and they're cutting the risk of Alzheimer's disease in half. Wow, that's that's impressive. That is really impressive. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you state that the Mind Diet program consists of fifteen food groups, including five types of foods to avoid. What are the fo- foods that we should be including in the diet, and what should are those foods that need to be avoided in this diet to improve our cognitive acuity? Greg, I love that you started with what should we eat because um, that's. Um, that's that's where I, I love to talk about how great these healthy foods are. Um, and there's a lot of choice. And so people are going to find that on the MIND diet, there's no crazy, bizarre, um, you know, air quote, superfoods to include that are expensive or hard to find. It's very simple, basic foods um, in certain amounts that um, really can become the foundation of a, of a lifestyle of healthy eating without, um, without, you know, it's, it's simple. It's easy. So let me go through the foods. So the, the 10 foods to include, leafy greens, um, just about every day, um, another helping of vegetables every single day, um, nuts five times a week. So, you know, Monday to Friday, snack on some nuts, um, beans three to four times a week, berries a couple times a week, poultry twice a week, fish once a week, whole grains every single day, olive oil every single day. And then um, what I find is one of people's favorites is a glass of wine, um, about five ounces every day. Those are the foods to Wow, so they don't have to give up, (laughs) they don't have to give up the sugary wine, huh? (laughs) They don't have to give up wine, you know, after, um, after a certain age, it actually shows to be protective. And now that's with a glass of wine, which we measure out as about five ounces as a standard glass. So it's not about getting that huge glass that can fit the whole 750 milliliter bottle in it. Um, you drink more than that, and you and you're actually um, going to do more harm than good. So it is about doing it in the right amount when it comes to that. Um, so the consumption then, of poultry, the consumption of poultry. You did say fish and chicken. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. you're advocating to any of my listeners out there uh, that are that are still consuming beef products, let's just say a hamburger, steak, whatever, um, that isn't on the diet, correct? That's right. There are foods that are uh, we're looking to minimize. Um, they've been shown to be more linked to um, people that develop Alzheimer's and cognitive decline faster, and red meat is one of those. Um, but I do mm-hmm. want to say that, um, that, you know, this isn't about restoring overall like 100% restriction. So there is even room for, um, you know, the the healthiest cuts of red meat. Um, The other foods to minimize are um, solid fats, things like butter and lard, um, pastries and sweets, fried fast foods, um, cheese. 
these are things that people know that they should be cutting back on. And again, this diet doesn't eliminate them completely. It just says, hey, scale back. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, cheese, it's like have cheese once every couple of weeks, maybe have a fantastic cheese platter with um, some of your favorites, but it's not an everyday thing. And and I think the challenge is that the, the, um, the common American diet has a lot of these foods that need to be actually avoided right. for long-term brain health. Well, all you have to do is watch uh, uh, Domino's commercial and you'll see plenty of cheese. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, the reality is to put cheese on everything. It's cheese this and cheese that. And I do get that that cheese, you know, like you say, maybe once a week is okay. But to have that included in your diet every day on whatever it is that you're eating, obviously, is not something you want to do. So you want to cut back uh, considerably on that. So you're saying cut back on dairy in particular. So what about yogurts and uh, non-fat yogurts and these kind of um, dairy products? Yeah, it's great that you picked up on that. It, the Mind Diet definitely has less dairy than, say, the DASH diet. It doesn't restrict it. Um, it doesn't restrict it as a category, but you'll notice some of the less healthy choices like butter, like cheese, um, are the things that are identified. So something like yogurt or milk, um, these things are fine. Um, that it's it's about doing it in moderation and really emphasizing those foods that I went over earlier. And when you're eating all of those foods, there's not a whole lot of room for for the junk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I mean, obviously you're 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 cutting out the fats for the most part and you're substituting them with green leafy vegetables and you're going toward a healthy um, well, let's say "quote unquote" vegetarian. You're not saying vegan by any means. Um, so you have lots of great menus and recipes in the book, and I just like for you to share with our listeners what a typical weekly menu might look like, um, as well as a few of you maybe your favorite recipes that are in the book, because the book is is loaded with you know. You know, here's some here's some recipes. Here's some things you could do. So, what would the, a meal planner look like if somebody was out there? Um, what are you going to recommend uh, typically for uh, a couple of days, and uh, where are you going to take them? Sure. Well, I just graduated from culinary school, so this is a particularly favorite topic of mine. Um, I'm developing new recipes all the time, and um, so. In any given week, breakfast I really keep simple. I'm not so much of a morning person, so I like to keep it nice and easy, um, whether that's uh, steel-cut oatmeal with blueberries or a roasted tomato frittata on the weekends when I have a little more time to turn my oven on, um, or a quick berry smoothie with a mix of things that I have you know, ready to go in a freezer bag. I just throw it in a blender and it's done. Um, so I really keep that simple. And I've got a really great trick, actually, for anybody with a rice cooker, they can just put the steel cut oatmeal with the amount of water that it says on the back of the package and put it in the rice cooker on the porridge setting and they can do it at night and forget it. And it's perfect steel cut oatmeal in the morning. Um, wow. And then, good, good. yeah, that's a good, uh, that's, uh, that was good for me because uh, that's what I want to do now. <laughs> Cause it's always such it's a really hassle a, in the morning, get the pan out, put it in the pan. Yeah. You got to wait yeah. so long to get it done. I love that idea, especially for people that are in a hurry or need to get to work. That's a great idea. 
up and then it keeps it warm and all you do is open it up and scoop it out and you're good to go. So I love that one. I actually had that for breakfast this morning. Um, and then my snacks are almost always nuts. Uh, you know, we want to get nuts just about every day and they're so easy as a snack. You know, they're not, they're not perishable. You can throw them in your, in your bag, in your purse, whatever, your desk, your uh, car, you can have them around. They're just really easy and they're individually sized packs. So they, they don't go stale either. Um, and I really like almonds and I love pistachios and I, I love walnuts. Um, and they're all great and they're such an easy snack. So I like to do that around 10 in the morning. And, um, what I find is it really keeps me full until, you know, sometimes it keeps me full until I don't know, like two o'clock which is great. And then, and obviously the fat in nuts is, is the fat in nuts and in almonds is a good fat. So we're talking about different kinds of fat. Obviously people out there might be saying, Oh, well, well, the nuts have a lot of fat or, you know, almond butter, for instance, Uh, I occasionally put a scoop of almond, a tablespoon or teaspoon in my uh, smoothie. Um, What's your take on those kind of things, almond butter and, uh, and so on. So I love almond butter too, and I love cashew butter. And um, so I think that you just want to look at the ingredients and make sure that there's not too many additives and things that you don't want, like added sugar. Um, And what we know is that when you, the more you break a food down, the easier it is for your body to digest. So two ways of looking at that. One, you get the energy out of that food faster. Um, Two, you get those calories faster. Do you know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. um, so by having the whole almond, you are chewing through the fiber more and you're actually, uh, there's research that you absorb, um, not all of the calories in that whole almond form. When it gets to the almond butter, you are, um, getting all the calories. Um, same thing for pistachios. Uh, what we found is that the energy that's metabolized, the calories that are metabolized are actually fewer than what is calculated or thought when you have the whole nut. So, um, so it's just kind of a fun fact about those, those two nuts there is that it's fewer calories than is on the label. Um, but yeah, nuts are great. And, uh, I'll move on to lunch, which is almost always, there's a salad element to my lunch. Um, and it's just a way to make sure that I'm always getting my leafy greens. And that doesn't mean a boring, uh, you know, iceberg lettuce salad. That means a lacinato kale salad, like a dark purple kale with roasted cauliflower and barley for the whole grains and fiber and maybe pomegranate arils for a pop of fresh flavor and chickpeas for a little vegetarian protein. So that's one of my favorite salad meals. Um, I've also done well, give us a beautiful... A, give my listeners a tip, uh, Maggie, because... You know, there's a lot of people out there that are listening to the show that'll go, well, that salad sounds great, but that's just, you know, all those ingredients she just told me about. Number one, I guess I could get them if I planned ahead, but the reality is I'm in a hurry. So, you know, like if they're working someplace where they bring their lunch or if they're actually going out to lunch um, and they can't find a place, what? so how do you prevent from that? I mean... What is your recommendation in a shift in behavior uh, to make those changes? Yep. So I'll give you two solutions because one is you can learn to cook more and you can have these ingredients on hand and use leftovers. So, um, you know, any mix of leafy greens and whole grains and then whatever fruit you have on hand um, is great. And 
some, a salad like that might be easy if you have those things on hand. So it's not about planning that salad as much as it is um, making sure that you have the right things in your refrigerator and pantry. Um, and then something like that actually becomes quite easy because you've roasted a whole pan of cauliflower the night before. The kale you just rip up. Um, you know, the barley you've cooked up a batch and you have it on hand. The pomegranates, you know, they have they have seeds that are already preceded for you at the in the in the grocery store. Chickpeas can be canned, or you know, you can you can cook them yourself and keep keep those on hand as well. Um, so that's one solution. The other solution, um, which honestly is actually more realistic for me, is finding at least during the week is finding a good um, salad bar in your neighborhood. Um, someplace that you that you know that you trust is safe and clean and and offers a lot of these um, options so that you can build a really healthy salad. Um, and I know it's not an option for everybody, but I like to give people um, what will work for their lifestyle. Some people will get in the kitchen more. Some people that's too much of a lifestyle change right away. So um, so the other option is just to find a good source and and go with it and then make those smart choices. Mm-hmm. And what are your what are your thoughts around things like um, these pre prepared veggie veggie patties, veggie burgers? Um, you know, there's so many different brands of them out there, and ones that are there. Um, are you an advocate of things like that for my listeners, or or not? I think they can be okay. I don't I don't love them because sometimes it can be a whole mix of ingredients that I'm not familiar with, but that's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's case by case and you have to really look at what's in there. Um, You know, if you make a batch of lentils or even if you buy a batch of lentils cooked, you can make your own veggie patties pretty easily, um, affordable, um, full of plant protein and chock full of fiber. And you can add in whatever you want. One of my favorite, um, my burgers, actually, it's not vegetarian, but it's a, a turkey ginger slider. Um, the chopped ginger inside of a turkey burger is just so delicious, and it's it's lean, and it's savory, um, and it's quite good. Mm, awesome. Now, Maggie, if my listeners want to find out more about you, they can go to Maggie, M-A-G-G-I-E, moon.com. The book is at Amazon and all the best booksellers. Um, are there any other areas that, um, like where you might have a video of yourself or a presentation or you've got things going on you want them to know about? Um, what what would you like to tell them? Great, yeah. I, I have a website at minddietmeals.com where I dedicate that site to writing about the mind diet. I love answering questions that I get through the website. I just answered one on eggs um, this week and I do book giveaways. I post recipes. And then I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram at the handle mind diet meals. And I would say that Twitter is where I share the most timely news and articles about brain health that come across my desk as I'm staying up to date on things. And so if people want to stay up to date on recipes and news, um, that would be one of the best sources to connect with me too. Well, great. Uh, For all my listeners, we will put links to all that. I'll get all of that from Maggie here in a minute. Um, But Maggie, it's been a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth and spending a few minutes with us speaking about your new book called The Mind Diet, A Scientific Approach to enhancing brain function and helping prevent Alzheimer's and dementia. Uh, So for my listeners, again, it's Maggie Moon, 
the book is called The Mind Diet. You can get that at Amazon. We'll put a link in the blog entry. Uh, she's also the author of The Plant Powered Diet. Um, or let's see, forward by, I'm sorry, the forward is by Sharon Palmer, the author of The Plant Powered Diet. So any questions, uh, check out Maggie's websites. We'll put all of those links um, on this uh, blog entry um, for Maggie so you can reach out to her if you have any specific questions as well. Maggie, thanks for being on this morning. Greg, thanks so much for having me. 